Welcome to the multiverse. Welcome to the multiverse, everyone. I am Nick. With me, as always, is my co-host, Junior. I'll never leave you, babe. Good. You don't have a choice. Oh. It's in your contract. You you that's... cannot leave me. I need to look at reading things before I sign them. Yeah, you. I hand you contracts all the time. You just sign them. You well, don't even... I'm, you know, I'm an important guy. I'm used to signing things, all right? I got a lot of business going on. What is this? Why am I doing... <laughs> what is... What is... Gabagool, what is this? <laughs> What are, what are we doing here? I just immediately turned Italian. I don't know what that was. I'm sorry for everything. You want to get some baba ganoush later? What the fuck is baba ganoush? I don't fucking know. I just hear hear him say it in like overtly racist Italian. Well, yeah, I'd love some baba bits. ganoush. Baba ganoush. I think it means vagina. I'd look it up, but my phone is all the way over there, and my tablet's already on my script, so I'm not. Too late for of that. Yeah, nobody. Uh, if, if you know what Baba Ganoush is, send us an email wttmpod at gmail dot com, or get, get to us on Twitter or Instagram at wttmpod. I saw you look get- like looking around, like okay, he's gonna do the plug, and I got I got plenty of time to just sit here nope. and think about my life. We're and- getting him out of the way soon, soon or early. Yeah, that's the word. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what are we doing today? I don't know, <laughs> but as far as the podcast goes, oh. uh, we're we're wrapping up our um, symbiote uh, series. That's the word. That's the word. We're doing great today. Yep. Uh, yeah, so this episode, we're going to be discussing pretty much every single symbiote and host that has ever existed up until the latest uh, like symbiote crossover event. Which includes uh, Absolute Carnage and the King and Black storyline. Canole. Yes. Which we'll know we will talk about later. But after that, things get hairy and it's it's very new. I thought they get like slimy and sticky. <sighs> you. <laughs> you are a peach. You're a hoot and a half. Beaches are hairy. Mathematically two hoots. That's right, baby. You're something. Don't forget it. We're going to stop our coverage there because those storylines are huge. Don't want to cover them. They're just, they're, like I said, they're too new. Um, we will, however, briefly mention them as a reference point for when some of these characters were created or became hosts. Okay. Um, just know that what happens during and after those events is inconsequential to what we'll be discussing today. Things don't matter. Yes. Love it. So, without further ado. One question. Oh, I already said adieu. <laughs> One question. One question. Who is the hostest with the mostest, in your opinion? As far as symbiotes go? Yes. Why don't we do that at the end? Okay. After we've discussed them all, we'll circle back to that. Okay. We'll see if you remember. I won't. We'll see if you do. Oh, I've got this. We'll circle back around, and we will say... Which host we think is the most. Love it. Okay. So now, without further adieu, let's begin with the original symbiote, Venom. Yes. Now, Peter Parker, historically the first host of the Venom symbiote. However, in 2018, 
he will be retconned to be the second host. Suck it, nerd. As far as I can tell, that's that's the truth. Okay. Um, we covered Peter's time with the symbiote in our Venom episode, so check that out if you haven't listened to it already. We're not going to cover him anymore. He's already been talked about. Next up, Eddie Brock. He was the host immediately after Peter. Although, there was like a tourist that the symbiote attached to and used to like as a as a vessel to get back to Peter. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that person counts. They, they, it was it was like a two second thing in the comic, and then later Marvel did like a one shot to cover who the, like who that person was. And yeah. I I could not remember where that like what that was, what it was titled, where it was. So I didn't even bother looking it up. Yeah, they don't matter. Yeah. It's just like the movie. There were like six hosts before Eddie. Right. Eddie, of course, is the definitive Venom host. He's the big guy. But we did a whole episode on him. Uh, and he's But he's, he's going to be mentioned more in this episode. But that's all the time that I want to give him right now. Okay. Since we've, we've done that. Next up after Eddie was Angelo Fortunato. Ooh. Yeah. That was really good, buddy. Fortunato. Um, after learning of his cancer diagnosis, Eddie Brock decided to sell off his symbiote to the highest bidder. I believe we covered that a bit in mm-hmm. the episode. Yeah. That bidder would be Don Vicente Fortunato. Oh my God. Live in studio, a real Italian. Hey, can you tell me what Baba Ganoush means? No, I cannot. <laughs> I have no idea how Where did I'm, the Italian guy go? I don't know how I'm pronouncing any of these words. It must be the Yerba Mate. Yerba Mate. Jesus, it's fucking this is delicious. the most. This it's is the most a lot of not white you've ever been. It's got a lot of caffeine in it. <laughs> I can tell you're having fun. I'm happy for you. Yes, I just dropped it on the table though, so that's wonderful. Okay, so Don Fortunato, crime boss for the Magia, the uh, fictional crime syndicate based on the real real world mafia. I thought it was Magia. Is it Magia? I've always called it the Magia. I've always heard it called the Magia. Magia sounds better. Because I think they reference it in the Spider-Man game as well. I think you're right. It's such a dumb name. Because, um, what's his name? Um, not Hammerhead? Um, the big... Uh, Tombstone. Tombstone. Yeah. Yeah, he worked for him. Right. Yeah. They're, so they're the big crime family. Um, Other than Kingpin? They have no affiliation to Kingpin. No. They are they're a the mob. Yeah. They're the mob. It was... Um, Marvel did, couldn't use the mafia mm-hmm. when they invented these characters so they had they called them the magia i would actually like to do the magia crime family one day as an episode i'll write that down okay maybe we'll do it i'll put it in there okay so the don wanted to acquire the symbiote to give to his son angelo who he viewed as a failure um it cost him millions and millions and millions oh that's three millions folks but he got the suit, and uh, his son got to play supervillain. Angelo immediately set out to kill Spider-Man to prove to his father that he was anything but worthless. The two battled all across the city, and Angelo actually kills a man dressed up as Spider-Man, but is unable to kill the actual Spider-Man. A cosplayer? Cosplayer, yeah. Damn. He's up on a rooftop. He punches, like, basically punches his through his back, and it... Oh, Christ. You can see his fist through the guy's front. And- Look, New York is already, like, a bad place. You want to talk about New York when superheroes are around and supervillains? Oh, yeah. It's terrible. You're taking a real risk dressing up as Spider-Man. Yeah. So, after after Venom 
killed that guy, Spider-Man lost his shit. And he's dealt with Venom before. He knows how to deal with Venom. So he beat the shit out of him. Mm -hmm. So Angelo, in the Venom suit, flees. Due to this, the Venom symbiote saw this as a weakness and decides he doesn't want to play with old Angelo anymore. Understandable. While they're while he's leaping between buildings, he drops Venom drops him. No in midair. In midair. And he says, and I quote, You just don't have enough venom. You know, that's fun. Yeah. So we say goodbye to Angelo. He died the same night he got the suit. Goodbye, scumbag. So next up, um, after the Venom symbiote ditched Angelo, it immediately sought out another host. Luckily for the symbiote, longtime criminal Matt Gargan, a.k.a. the Scorpion, was nearby. Oh, yeah, baby. Matt Gargan debuted in The Amazing Spider-Man number 19 in December of 1964. He has been a thorn in Spider-Man's side ever since, so who would be a better host than someone who also hates Spider-Man? Well, Eddie Brock would, but at this time, he is currently dying of cancer. Yeah, the so, big C. Matt Gargan was also in the the Tom Holland movies. Yes, he was. Very yes, briefly, was. no, not as a scorpion or anything like that. Just he's like he a is the thug, the scorpion. But yeah, that's but like his street name, though, right? right? Yes. Um, uh, where was I? No, oh, Gargan saw this as an opportunity to move up the ranks and become an A list villain. So the two bonded, and Gargan was blessed with all the powers of the Venom suit. Unfortunately for Gargan, he doesn't hate Spider-Man nearly as much as Eddie Brock, so his bond isn't as strong. Which allowed Spider-Man to easily defeat Gargan the first time they fought after he bonded with the symbiote. So he was just normal Venom? He didn't like decide to mm-hmm. be like Venom Scorpion? No. Because I feel like that might have given him an edge. No. Um, it's No, he just it's just Venom. There's no I I would you would have th- thought that maybe he'd like grow a tail or something but something something might, scorpiony uh Gargan out of all the Venom host Gargan is the one that I really didn't do a, do reading on I mm-hmm. read his initial uh um when he initially gets the suit mm-hmm. I read all that but other than that his stuff goes way deeper into some some uh like 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 crossovers not crossover like a bigger world stuff mm-hmm. bigger avenger stuff and i didn't feel like getting into all of that just just for a, one small character that's fair uh however you know i say small he had the suit for six years no shit yeah uh historically and eddie brock had it for 17 okay so that's a good chunk of time yeah mac was actually the this the person who had it second longest after uh after eddie these bad guys, though, man, they got to start dreaming bigger. Yep. So after Spider-Man took him down, he was imprisoned and eventually would be drafted to the Thunderbolts. And the Thunderbolts are a team of sometimes heroes, sometimes villains, all the time badasses who run black ops for the Avengers and the government. The Suicide Squad. Exactly. Uh, the government put electrical implants in Gargan to help keep the symbiote in check. However, when in the Venom form... Gargan was almost entirely controlled by the symbiote, retaining very little of his own personality. Due to this, Gargan commits several acts of cannibalism. Oh. Yep. 
Eventually, he is recruited by Norman Osborn, aka the Green Goblin, and given a serum that transforms the symbiote into a form that closely re- resembles uh, Spider-Man when he had the suit. That makes sense, because this is around the Dark Reign time. Yes, which is why I didn't want to get into his series too much. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Dark Reign, the, the, the Dark Avengers, that is some chunky, chunky stuff. Yeah, and I was not looking to... I'm already. I already have to read about every symbiote. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to have to go through. I was. I read. Uh, we'll talk about him in a minute. But I read a lot of Flash Thompson stuff. Yeah. So, but I I have read a decent amount of Dark Reign stuff, and oh yeah, it's like cannibalism is his personality. All he wants to do, yeah, is eat people, and even his other team members are like, Jesus yeah. Christ, could you fucking give it a break? Yeah, I did read that. I read that he often got into it with his with the other team members because of trying to eat people or just eating people. Yeah, they're like, fucking calm down. Yeah, so uh, taking the form of Spider-Man, like you, like you said, allowed, uh, well, he, what you alluded to was the Dark Reign, which is where um, Norman Osborn formed the Dark Avengers. And the, they basically, that it's what it sounds like. It's a bunch of villains dressed up as heroes. Because mm-hmm. the regular Avengers team were disgraced following... Because that was just a couple years after Civil War. Is that what it was? It dis- mm-hmm. was it a disgrace or were they gone? They could they could have just been whole ass gone. I don't but remember, you know, after Civil War, you've got the Superhero Registration Act and mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. And there's a lot of fallout. And then so that's how Norm- Norman Osborn is able to ascend to power. He's like minor government sanctioned superheroes, so they are allowed. Right, and at this time, he is. I forget what what agency he works for. I want to say AIM, but I could be wrong. But I basically, don't he's Iron Patriot. He's in Iron Man armor. It's painted all red, white, and blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he goes by Iron Patriot, but he's still a bad guy. Yep. Everyone has bad guy counterparts. Bullseye is the new Hawkeye. What is it? Her name Moonstone is the new Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, Venom is Spider-Man. You know, it, it goes on. Yes. Yes, it does. Osborn is eventually manipulated into declaring war on Asgard. Uh, obviously, his team loses, and Gargan is once again incarcerated, and the symbiote is forcefully removed from his body, ending his time as Venom. And I've mentioned this already, but aside from Eddie Brock, he uh, spent the most time historically with the symbiote. Uh, and he just surpasses our next character by one year. Flash Thompson had this symbiote suit for five years. Okay. Which, knowing what I know about Flash Thompson and how kind of beloved he is as as Venom, mm-hmm. is very surprising. Yeah, he he made a lot of uh, ground with his short time uh, yeah. with Venom. Now, Flash Thompson has his own run as Venom, and I can't I cannot confirm this, but I don't necessarily remember that Matt Gargan had his own Venom run. I think he might have, but I think. I think he might have only had it longer because of that, because he was making appearances rather than Flash was full time Venom. Yeah, but correct me if I'm wrong, but the Flash Venom was more of a hero than Mac Gargan's yes. Venom. Yeah, Flash Flash's we'll get into it, but Flash's Venom is is a hero, mm-hmm. um, which it's not the first time Venom was a hero. Eddie Brock tried, mm-hmm. but um, this is the first time that a Venom starts out as a hero. So okay. let's get into Flash Thompson. After the government removed the symbiote from Matt Gargan, they created a top-secret program titled Project Rebirth. Eugene Flash Thompson would eventually be given an opportunity to wear the suit. 
You may remember Flash as Peter Parker's high school bully. Flash went from being a bully to joining the army and becoming a hero after he rescued his squad during the Iraq War. Although he saved his team, Flash would have to have both legs amputated below the knees due to the injuries that he sustained. The, the loss of his legs drove, drove him to alcohol, alcoholism, but he was eventually able to overcome his demons and quit drinking altogether. Due to his performance during his time in the army, the government considered him for Project Rebirth. His missing legs wouldn't be an issue as the Venom symbiote could create legs for him while they were bonded. Um, I should have said this before. This is probably the longest chunk of information I have on any of these characters. So, Well, like you said, the Flash Thompson Venom is very beloved. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame that it, we ha- we've had three different damn Spider-Mans and not an ounce of character development for Flash Thompson. He's He very quickly in the comics moved past high school bully. Yeah. Very quickly, but he's never moved past that in the movies. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, Flash definitely gets his shit together. He, uh, he's a huge Spider-Man fan. Oh yeah, and a uh, huge fanboy. Yeah, that, that's his kind of his inspiration for a lot of stuff. I might have put that. I don't remember if I put that in here or not. But yeah, Spider Man's a huge ins- inspiration for him, and, and it, it's why he agreed to to do the project in the in the first place. Um. So yeah. So Flash took part in the project um, to be able to once again serve his country, and like I said, because Spider Man is such a uh, inspiration for him, and he took on the name Agent Venom. Flash would only be allowed to wear the symbiote for 48 hours. This, along with a plethora of sedatives, would prevent the suit from permanently bonding with Flash. If he were to surpass the 48-hour mark, the government had implanted a kill switch in Flash that would take him out if necessary. The symbiote would eventually remove the bomb from Flash after he wore the suit for too long and they bonded. Because, of course. Yeah, naturally. So after a run-in with General Thunderbolt Ross who you might remember from our Hulk episode, Flash is invited to join the Thunderbolts under Ross's command. After his time with the Thunderbolts, the Avengers decided to have Flash join the Guardians of the Galaxy in order to maintain a good relationship with them. I would just like to say, so you go from Thunderbolt Ross Mm -hmm. to the team Thunderbolts. That's like me recruiting a bunch of dudes and calling them juniors. Yeah. (laughs) I I want you to join the junior initiative. Listen, my name is Junior. And I need you to join my team. We're calling it the Junior Bolts. The Junior Bolts. <laughs> so it's so narcissistic. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. But he's always, I think he's always been a part of the Thunderbolts. Yeah. As as Red Hulk, he's always kind of led the team. Yeah. Oh, spoiler alert! He becomes the Red Hulk. Yeah. Um, okay, so Flash joins the Guardians. Uh, if you don't know much about them, there are two wonderful movies out there. That will uh, will do a lot of justice for him. Way more than I could in the time that we have on this episode. There might be a um, third by the time we get to them. Could be, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Flash's time with the Guardians would create a whole new narrative for the, the symbiotes. While he is in space, he encounters beings that know of his symbiote and um, others like it. Other, other like similar beings. He is viewed as a threat and most people don't want anything to do with him. Rightly so, in fact, as he the longer that he's in space, the harder it becomes for him to control the symbiote. Eventually, the government was right in being afraid. Yes. Eventually, the symbiote is separated from Flash after he attacks the Guardians. It begins bonding with the Guardians one by one, attempting to take over their ship. 
Groot, a living tree, is the first to bond with the symbiote, but once again is separated. So you read this, right? Yes. How horrifying is Venom Groot? It's awesome. It, it looks so fucking sick. It's so cool. I'd love to put that on the social. Honestly, all of them that he bonds to, anybody that bonds. This is true. Is awesome. But Groot is not cute in the comics. No. He is always nightmarish. He's terrifying. It's he has these sharp edges. He looks like a fucking, like his mouth is all jagged too. Like he looks like he's going to eat you. He looks like one of the monsters in Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. He looks like a tree god. Yeah. Which is kind of what he is. Yeah. Okay. Um, next up was Rocket Raccoon, who is a raccoon with an affinity for guns. Um, he's the next to be bonded. Rocket is saved by Drax, who uh, we talked about at length in our Thanos episode. Um, but unfortunately, Drax is then bonded. And since he is arguably the strongest, uh, he takes out the rest of the crew and commandeers the ship. The symbiote's actions are finally made clear when they arrive at the planet of the symbiotes. Oh, God. The planet is literally made of symbiotes. <laughs> Um, this is not an exaggeration, guys. No, they fly in and there's like black goo everywhere. Like everything, the trees are made up of black goo. They, when they arrive on the planet, they get sucked into the black goo. And when they come down, there's like animals and shit, but the animals are all symbiote bonded creatures from what I can tell. They're in the trees. They are the trees. (laughs) (laughs) They're not just in them. They are them. Um, Flash makes contacts, contact with them, and they explain to him and the Guardians that their race is known as the Clintar. And uh, this is, I think this is the first time, really, that the, the species name is, is finally said. I could be wrong. It's, this, no, this one's on you, buddy. No, I am wrong. Because... Um, <laughs> Sorry, guys. You just, that was my belly. Just had to drink on this episode, didn't you? <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't believe I could hear that on the headphones. Um, no, I, I think some some alien species called it the Clintar when Flash was out adventuring. But in, so in not space. much, mm. not not a whole lot before this, though. I don't think so. I should have looked that up. I apologize. So their goal as a species is to find hosts to bond with that are pure of heart and can enable the Clintar to help the galaxy wherever they are needed. Oh, this is this is way different than what we're used to with symbiotes. Right. But so I said it's a whole new narrative. Um, the problem is they don't always bond with a pure host. And once they are bonded to a host with cruel intentions, the Clintar is forever changed, becoming mm. more like the host that it is bonded to. So which is what we've seen with Venom, what we've seen with Carnage. But I mean, he bonded to Peter though first, and while bonded with Peter, he did. I mean, he did take him over and use him to fight crime at night. Yeah, but he was fighting crime. He wasn't just beating up pedestrians on the sidewalk. He was fighting crime. He was doing good. Not like, like just straight up murking criminals, but like actually just, like Spider Man style yeah, fighting crime. He was he was mimicking Spider Man. Okay. Which is fine if you don't mind your body being used while you're sleeping. Yeah, and him being fucking exhausted when he's, you know, awake. Right. Okay. All right. Um, 
So, like, yeah, so they're, they're, the Clintar is forever changed once bonded to a um, less than satisfactory host. However, there's a chance for a redemption as seen with Flash and the Venom symbiote. Flash was able to control Venom's murderous tendencies and became a hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, the whole time he has it, it, it's just like, kill him, kill him, and he's like, no. Well, Eddie did the same, too. Yeah, even though Flash's Venom, as Agent Venom, he has guns everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and he does he does kill, but he he does try to keep He's it a in soldier. Check. Yeah, though. he he does try to keep it in check. Um so this is why the the murderous ways of Venom is why the Clintar called him back to their home world so that they could uh like I'm sorry. I I'm getting ahead of myself. Flash's ability to control the symbiote and keep it, make basically make it a good guy is why the Clintar called him back. Whereas Matt Gargan had no fucking right. say; he was much more weak willed. Right. So the the Clintar called him back to the homeworld to celebrate this uh, symbiosis between the two and fix the the what had been done to the symbiote, where it had gotten that we'll call it venom, mm-hmm. where from Eddie Brock and had corrupted it to be more angry and and evil for a lack mm-hmm. of a better term. So the Clintar can fix that. Uh, basically they have a psychic connection um, that allows the entire species to be in constant communication. However, the further they, a specific symbiote is from the home world, the weaker that connection. Um, and earth is very far away from Clintar from the symbiote world. Yeah. The, the, the world of Clintar. Okay. Um, makes sense because we've only ever seen Venom. Right. You only get the one. So, um, basically when Flash started touring with the Guardians, that connection was able to reestablish because they got closer to the home world. Um, and this is that, that connection is actually what caused the symbiote to react negatively. So that's why he was having con- trouble controlling it. Okay. It, it, Interesting. Was tr- it was trying to get home. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So now that it, that it, the symbiote is at, it's back on the home world. Uh, it it was able to reconnect both uh, psychically and physically with the the rest of the hive, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. Uh, and they were able to cleanse everything that was wrong with it. And when it was given back to Flash, it was a more pure and improved suit. The Clintar tell Flash that he now has abilities that he never had access to before that will enable him enable him to be a true warrior of the cosmos. Ooh, which sweet. is sweet. What they kind of want for their species. Yeah. Uh, the Clintar take a moment to cleanse all of the Guardians of any poisons or cancers and send them on their way. What? Yeah. <laughs> um, Peter Quill's like, um, excuse me, which one of us had cancer? <laughs> And then they're just like, ah, get out of here. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Had, has, not important. Um, Flash is eventually recalled back to Earth during the Civil War II storyline. I have not read that one, but a lot of fans say it's trash. And from what I understand, it paints Captain Marvel in a bad light. So I refuse to read it. That's fair. Uh, Anyway, Flash spends some time on Earth and even adopts a protege named Mania, who we will discuss later. Flash's time as Venom would come to an end while fighting an FBI agent in a high-tech battlesuit. 
The goal seemed to be to separate the two to be able to capture the symbiote for the government. However, their plans did not exactly work out. The suit separated from Flash. Seemed to conf- it, it seemed confused and scared, and it fled. Although Flash searched for the suit, um, he could not locate it, and the suit would find another host. Um, this, the way Flash loses, loses his suit, I thought was such a shitty way. It, it was so, like all the good stuff that he did as Venom, as as wonderful as his runs were. Mm-hmm. It just at the at the end of I think it's he's his he's got a um a series called Venom Space Night, which is ridiculous because he I think he spends time on Earth for <laughs> for a portion of it, but um basically at the end of it they just they just have this guy show up and and separate him from the suit. How quickly was this after they left the Clintar world? It was a while. He spent time with the Guardians of the Galaxy for a while before getting that okay. that Venom. Uh, I don't remember. So was it another writer? I don't. Did this to him? I don't remember. Okay. I, I didn't look and see who was writing what, but I just thought, I just didn't like it. You know, he he was he finally brought some uh, some good value to Venom, mm-hmm. and it was just kind of taken from him. Um. Although it it's not the last time Flash Thompson would wear a symbiote suit, but we will uh, we'll get to that later. Ooh! So, on to our next Venom host. Uh, this next character is the one that I think has the best designed Venom. Like, um, I don't know artistically. I don't know what I'm trying okay. The coolest looks, looking one. Yeah, it looks the coolest. Uh, and that character is Lee Price who is a former army ranger who was discharged from the army after having two fingers blown off during combat. So this is very similar to Flash Thompson. Flash, and he's also similar to Eddie Brock because he had a a rough childhood growing up and used the army as a way to escape that life. Okay. Not the best choice, honestly. I mean, yeah. You kind of got to deal with your shit. Yeah. So, being a disabled veteran, Lee wasn't able to get work during uh, doing the type of work that he knew. So, he res- resorted to working as an enforcer for, for some street-level gangs and stuff like that. Um, and one of the guys that recruited him was hired by previous Venom host, Matt Gargan. When things went sideways at the job, um, Lee was saved by the Venom symbiote, who was just kind of roaming the streets of New York. Looking for a new house. This is almost immediately after... Just walking down the dirty New York streets? <laughs> I believe he, he was going through, like, sewers and stuff and, like, popping up here and there and, hmm. and trying, like... I remember there being a homeless person, and I don't remember if the Venom symbiote bonded to him or not, but it was just, be like, trying to just find a new host. Okay. Um. So, the symbiote saw... Lee's history as an army ranger and made that connection to Flash and thought this this could be my guy. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh Thompson was a great guy. He worked for the army. This guy can probably do great things. However, Lee immediately used his new powers to just kill all of the gangsters around him and steal all the merchandise that they were moving. Um his plan was to return it to its owner and gain their trust. So we're back to full anti-hero. Full anti-hero. Um, 
No, I think actually Lee Price actually went full villain immediately. Oh, you're going to call that villain? Yes. Okay. It wasn't, he didn't even try to be a good guy. I don't think. Um, The owner of the the merchandise just so happened to be the Black Cat. Oh. Former girlfriend of Spider-Man and sometimes hero, sometimes crime boss. Currently, crime boss. Sweet. Matt Gargan was working for Black Cat and didn't trust Lee, so he tried to take him out, which exposed Lee as the new Venom. Spider-Man got involved, and then a government-run anti-symbiotes task force was called in. This task force was led by none other than Venom OG Eddie Brock. No shit. Yes. Was uh, he just butthurt that he's not a symbiote anymore? No, he, um, I d- he actually hates, like, after he gets rid of the symbiote, mm-hmm. and before he eventually gets it back, he hates symbiotes. Interesting. And he actually spends time, like, he learns how to kill them, and he spends time trying to kill them well that's gotta hurt the venom symbiote a little bit yeah he goes on this this whole thing and we'll actually we'll talk about it uh in a little bit he goes on this whole like he calls it this holy crusade where he tries to kill them all and, and some stuff like that so. uh that sounds um kind of like what's that g word genocide <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and by the time he he goes on that crusade there are a lot of symbiotes yeah yeah you know we started off with just venom and Eventually, we got Carnage, but we have a lot more to talk about. They like to fuck. They don't fuck. No, they don't fuck. <laughs> they re- I just re- reproduce asexually. Yeah, that's... Don't confuse people. You know what I meant. They're already confused listening to me. I don't need you confusing them. <laughs> All right, so Brock and Spider-Man were able to get the symbiote to separate itself from Lee by offering a chance to rebond with Spider-Man. Oh, Okay. The symbiote had spent years as a good guy with Flash Thompson, and it was eager to get away from a criminal like Lee Price. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole time that they were together, Venom was like, Price had a stronger will and was able to control Venom, but the whole time Venom was like, let's not do this. Let's please stop. Like to a point where it would like go into his brain and like deactivate certain things so that he could, or uh, no, that's not what it was. It was uh, he made him throw up while talking to black cat <laughs> and he's getting like, And he's like, don't fucking do that again <laughs> <laughs> or what? Yeah. Um, so the, the symbiote left, um, left price mm-hmm. who was promptly arrested um, and on its way to try to rebond with Spider-Man, uh, the, the anti-symbiote task force was able to scoop it up and put it in a container, and they scheduled to send it off-world. However, Eddie Brock just couldn't help himself, and uh, he stole the suit. Mm, maybe you don't hate him as much as you thought you did. <laughs> so, uh, alright, so let's move on to the technical first host of Venom. It's a character called Tel Car, who is a Kree soldier that was given the Venom symbiote after the Kree discovered the Klintar homeworld. Or it was either the homeworld or a world that had already been invaded and like all of the creatures were symbioted. Symbioted. Yes, symbioted. <laughs> Trademark that. It's a verb. To symbiote. Um, he used the symbiote to be a secret agent for the Kree and changed his appearance because, you know, the, the symbiotes can basically mimic anything Mm -hmm. they can be whatever 
So he changed his appearance to uh, infiltrate the Skrull army during the Kree Skrull War. That's their thing, though. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Telkar's time as the symbiote's host was a retcon from the two, from 2018 uh, in a series called Venom First Host, and officially established him as the very first Venom host. Um, the Kree genetically altered Telkar to have complete control over the symbiote, and when they were separated, the symbiote's memories of this time were locked away, which is why nobody else knew about it. it they, these memories were just locked away. Yeah. The symbiotes don't really have a brain. I mean, they have memories. That's how, like... Yeah, but I'm just wondering how they would do that if without, like, a clear organ to go target in the symbiote, you know? Comic books. Oh, shit. You right. <laughs> you right. Okay. All right, so uh, Telkar separated himself from the symbiote so that he could sacrifice himself to save some Kree refugees that he found on a ship. He sent the symbiote with the refugees so that it would not be captured by the scrolls and they wouldn't get access to it. The symbiote escaped, and it is not explained in that series how it managed to find its way to the planet where Spider-Man became the host. I okay. don't know if that, that has been explained. If it has, I didn't come across that anywhere. Okay, so, interesting. Um, Telkar survived his encounter with the scrolls and eventually made his way to Earth to confront Eddie Brock and reclaim his symbiote suit. Telkar would reclaim the suit, but it would eventually betray him and return to Brock. When Telkar once again came seeking revenge, he was stopped by the symbiote known as Sleeper, who is the seventh spawn of Venom. And oh, we'll, good lord. We'll talk about Sleeper later. Um... Sleeper would envelop Telkar and lobotomize him and then use use his lobotomized body as a vessel and take off to space and go on adventures. That was non-consensual. You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. But he I mean he doesn't know he's essentially dead. Yeah, basically, he's forever ruined as a person. That's yep. fun. So, let's talk about some temporary Venom hosts. These are all hosts that I deem inconsequential. Uh, they okay. don't they don't really drive the Venom narrative forward. Okay. There were a few heroes and villains that the suit briefly bonded to, including Ben Riley, the Scarlet Spider, Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel. Uh, although at the time she was known as Miss Marvel, I think. Yeah. When uh, when that happened, um, Thunderbolt Ross, aka Red Hulk, uh, wore the suit twice. Once, including a time when he was also possessed by the spirit of vengeance. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, I actually wrote the name Zarathos. Is that right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, all right. Okay, so I thought I was done with my Ghost Rider episode. <laughs> I would like to revisit something. It's uh, it's a very small. Uh, there's like a I think it's like five issue series like um not series um like a little event in the flash thompson run maybe we'll do it on our talking after the ghost rider episode yeah it's it's not it's inconsequential okay he almost immediately gives it back it is it was just to defeat blackheart i'm he gives away the venom or the all of it okay yeah why is general ross he going against blackheart oh that is that's that's a that's a whole thing Okay, That's, I'm reading this. We're not getting into that. Um, obviously, as we mentioned earlier, Groot, Rocket, Drax, 
Um, Spider-Man villain Quentin Beck, aka Mysterio. And uh, there were there were two more that I want to talk about that had just a slight impact on Venom lore. The first being Anne Weying, I think is what we agreed on her last name being. Uh, ex-wife of Eddie Brock. Anne became She-Venom in a miniseries titled Venom Sinner Takes All. Great name. After being shot by the Sin Eater, um, once again, see our Venom episode for a little bit more on the Sin Eater. Not going to go into that. Um, Eddie transferred the Venom symbiote to Anne in an effort to save her life. It worked, but the downside was Anne could not control the symbiote and she began killing people. Oh. I think she killed like two people. That's that's a little problematic. What, what is the... Could she get off like on the legal system? She was under the influence. Actually, yes, because I believe Matt Murdock gets Eddie Brock out of trouble saying he was under the control of Venom. He, nice. He didn't have control over what he was doing. So Sweet. Good job, yes, Matt. I think so. Um, Eddie convinces the symbiote to leave Anne and return to him, which stops her murder spree. Anne would eventually take her own life over the regret for what she did. Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. And the last... But Matt said it's okay. <laughs> well, she she didn't see it that way. And I think that happened. I think the, the whole thing with Matt Murdock happened way later. Oh, was it posthumous? Posthumously? Like... No, no, no. Matt got Eddie Brock off. Oh, Matt got... Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Damn. Yeah. Yep. Too slow, Matt. Yeah, too slow. Can't win them all. Uh, the last Venom host that we're going to discuss is Patricia Robertson. Patricia was an army lieutenant that bonded with a clone of the Venom symbiote. This clone attacked a military base in Alaska. Now, I've talked about this briefly before. Um, it's the run that like heavily is influenced by John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, but it has some of the worst art ever. <laughs> I remember you sending me some. Yeah. Uh, Patricia's time with the symbiote is short as it kind of jumps from person to person in that series, but it would uh, not be her last time as a symbiote host. Oh. Yeah, in the recent Absolute Carnage event, Patricia bonds with the symbiote known as Scream, and we will discuss that character in a little bit. All right, next up, the, I guess, canonically second symbiote that the Marvel Universe was introduced to would, would be Carnage. So, obviously, we did a Carnage episode, but let's kind of talk about Cletus Cassidy, very first host of the Carnage Carnage symbiote. If, if I could just stop hitting the edit button on this <laughs> freaking tablet, this would go so much smoother. Um, Cassidy is the definitive Carnage host. Uh, there really aren't very many others. It, it's mainly Cassidy. At one point, there is a major prison break, outbreak, breakout, whatever the fuck ever, uh, at the superhuman prison facility known as the Raft. Mm -hmm. During the breakout, Carnage is set free, but he is stopped by the Sentry, who I think we briefly discussed in our Blue Marvel episode. Yeah. The Sentry. Um, he's essentially like the strongest person in the Marvel Universe, but he's kind of batshit insane. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, in order to stop Carnage, the Sentry scoops him up, flies him up into space, and rips him in half. And he just leaves him up there. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, fuck it. It's Cletus Cassidy, man. Yeah. 
there's I've said it before. That's Marvel's Joker. Mm-hmm. You're not redeeming this character. No. The best thing t- for everyone is for him to die. For him to die. Absolutely. And the symbiote as well, because from what you've already said, that symbiote is ruined. Yes. There's no coming back for for the Carnage symbiote, unless I guess unless they took it to the home world and got it cleansed. But I don't see. That's a lot of work for one symbiote. Right. When there's a whole goddamn planet of them. Exactly. Uh, so Cassidy was actually able to survive in space thanks to the symbiote, which almost killed the symbiote because uh, they were in space for a little over a year um, before uh, Cassidy's upper half is brought back down to Earth by Michael Hall, who is an uh, just an idiot, but he's an inventor who used the carnage symbiote to create prosthetic limbs that can like work like normal limbs mm-hmm. without because without needing the robotics it's just thought right. up thought based yeah which they're they kind of are thought based now but it's yeah. kind of it's more or less just like open and close mm-hmm. hey like if you figure like get a whole ass arm but it just kind of opens and closes it doesn't do a whole lot these were like basically new limbs mm-hmm. but they were created using the carnage symbiote so um that kind of blew up in his face when Carnage, when the, the symbiote escaped containment and reunited with the still-living Cletus Cassidy. Cletus, now once again whole as Carnage, uh, went on a complete rampage. just As he does. Yeah, just fucking shit up left and right. Um, and he did, he did that, and he was stopped by, I want to say Iron Man and Spider-Man. Interesting. And it, it was a very good, that was a very good little mini series. I think it was just titled Carnage. Um, but after that, he moved on to the town of Doverton, Colorado. And that town is our next host. The town. The town of Doverton. I think you mentioned Colorado. this very briefly. I did. In this town, Carnage, Carnage began gorging itself on flesh, starting with a meatpacking facility. And it's at this point that I do have to apologize. Oh? Because on the Carnage episode, I said I had no evidence of Cassidy committing cannibalism. I said I, said I couldn't find it. You just forgot about the town of Doverton, Colorado. No, not not the town. But apparently it, in in that series, um, when he attacks this meat packing, packing plant, he like eats the meat. And then mm-hmm. apparently also eats all of the workers inside the plant. And I just, I just missed the that thing fact. is, I understand that though. Yeah, there is such a thing as a meat frenzy, and you know you're just <laughs> eat, you're just consuming these little mini sausages. Next thing you know, it's you're down a finger. Yeah, <laughs> I've been there. I understand where carnage is coming from. I was wondering where your other finger went. <laughs> I, I just never thought in this the eight years we've known. Well, it used to be in your butt. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, so I had overlooked that. I apologize. With all the food that the Carnage symbiote uh, consumed, it began to grow. It eventually took over and bonded with the entire town. It just kind of like snaked its way through the water system. And oh. grabbed up people left and right. Yeah. Which it's weird because it bonds with them, but it's it's not like because it's still attached to Cletus Cassidy. Mm-hmm. It's not like one of those things where it has to be attached to him and to the other people. It full on separates. When 
will humanity learn? When will Americans learn between Doherton, Colorado and Flint, Michigan, that adequate public water supply maintenance is important? <laughs> you went there. I did. You, you say things that need to be said. <laughs> okay, the Avengers show up to help, but they are also taken over by Carnage. Uh, eventually, in that series, he de- he's defeated and contained. Of course, as he always does, he escapes, but this time into the microverse. Oh, God damn it! If you've seen the, the film Ant-Man and the Wasp, this is the same dimension that they like shrink down into to save Hope's mom. They gotta be careful, there's zombie viruses in there. That's what I hear. <laughs> we need to talk about that on the next talking. Yes. Remind me about that. Uh, Carnage is stopped once again by the Scarlet Spider. After separating Cassidy and Carnage via sonic bomb, Cassidy is stabbed through the eye by the Scarlet Spider and is left in a catatonic state. Okay, that seems excessive. Yeah, I didn't get around to reading that one. I wish I had because it sounds like he was just like, fuck it, I'm done. The clone of Peter Parker. Yes, Ben Riley. Ben Riley stabbed a carnaged up Cletus Cassidy in the face. Yeah, look. There's going to be some stuff. If you're listening to this to learn, you're only going to learn about symbiotes in this one. There's going to be some names that we're going to drop, like Ben Riley, clone of Peter Parker. Yeah. We don't have time to get into. That's fair. That's fair. All right. You mentioned the Kree scroll war, and I was like, that's a big one. Yeah. Okay. So since Cassidy is now lobotomized, the suit is in complete control. Just like Telcar, um, it just takes. Okay. It's, it's still in there. There's nothing they can do about it. No more Cletus Cassidy. This is all carnage. Right. But they, it does kind of just like chill in there because he's, they are able to like take Cassidy to prison. Really? Yes. Which is dumb. Very dumb. If the suit's in charge. Interesting. Yeah. And and this is like this. These all happen in like miniseries. So I don't really know what happens between miniseries. Carnage seems to get to get a lot of miniseries. Yes. Carnage ha- and and same thing with Venom from like his time like in the in the Amazing Spider-Man mm-hmm. when he becomes Venom between that and I want to say like the early 2000s. He's just in a shitload of miniseries. It's like if you're not a hero, you don't get full series, you get yeah. miniseries. Yeah. Now every villain gets a gets their own series. Yeah. It's it, there's all kinds of them. Um, okay, let's get back to this. Cassidy is eventually freed from prison by a villain known as the Wizard. Um, <laughs> yeah, he basically he has a helmet that allows him to control people's minds. And I'm he, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's dumb. He's dumb. He plans to hypnotize Carnage and un- use him to become a member of his frightful four. That's. <laughs> I don't like. This is my least favorite part of the episode. Continue. Uh, of course, Cassidy has no mind to be controlled, so Carnage just attacks the wizard. <laughs> Fuck him up. Yeah. He's saved by another villain named Claw, who is a being made of pure sound. I'm not, I'm not explaining that. <laughs> I'm, okay. Um, I know who it is. But he's made of sound, so yeah. he's bad for symbiotes, and he's able to kind of like subdue Carnage, get him, get him back down inside of Cassidy. The symbiote is eventually transferred to yet another villain named Dr. Carl Malice, who is then placed under the control of the wizard. His last name is Malice? M-A-L-U-S. Oh, not like 
Okay. No, not like malice. Okay. Malus. Anyway. Um, they're all eventually defeated by Spider-Man. Um, here's a little another curveball for you. It's Spider-Man, but it's really Doc Ock in Spider-Man's body. Yeah, I'm aware of that one. <laughs> um, this it's symbiote. a fantastic Spider-Man run, though. Yeah, it really is. Um, what's it called? I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> Ultimate Perfect spider Um Superior Spider-Man. Superior. There we, we got there in the end. Um, Carnage is placed into the care of S.H.I.E.L.D., but don't worry, Cassidy comes back in full force down the road. I was worried, but now I'm not. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Norman Osborn. Ooh. Who uh, stole the symbiote from S.H.I.E.L.D. and bonded with it. He then used his goblin serum to enhance the symbiote, it, which eliminated its weaknesses to fire and sound. That's really bad. Yes. He dubbed himself the Red Goblin and attacked Spider-Man and his family. Is his suit sick? Because it sounds like it would be sick. The Red Goblin. I mean, it looks like the Goblin, but with the Carnage symbiote plaster over top of it. It's okay. Oh, okay. It's not my favorite. I prefer OG Carnage. Okay. So, um, so where was it? Oh, Osborne then enlisted the help of his grandson. You're going to love this. Okay. Normie Osborne. No, I knew Normie existed. Yeah. Um, Norman gave him a portion of the symbiote, so Normie then, was then dubbed the Goblin Child and helped his grandfather attack Spider-Man's family. Suddenly, Aqua Baby isn't so bad. I don't know, man. I think I like Goblin Child more than Aqua Baby. <laughs> um... So then, uh, when when Osborne attempted to kill Normie's parents, uh, Harry Osborne, uh, Norman's son, and I forget who his mom was, uh, Normie was able to overcome the symbiote's influ- influence and rejected it. It would later be removed by his parents. Okay. Um, Osborne, on the other hand, would lose his suit when Spider-Man convinced him that he could only beat him because he had the suit. He was like, look, as the Green Goblin, you can't beat me. Damn, he went there. Played to his ego. We see this. It actually works an alarming amount of times in comic books. Mm-hmm. They're like, I know you can kick my ass. Or, you know you can't kick my ass. Right. It's weird. Yeah. So Just after- kill the good guy. Get over. <laughs> right, get over, get it with, over it. with. Yeah. So after uh, Osborne removed the suit, Spider-Man kicked his shit in and Osborne begged the suit to come back. And as the suit attempted to rebond with Osborn, Spider-Man launched a gas tank at it, which exploded, which kind of seemingly destroyed the symbiote once and for all. I guess once it debonded from Norman, it's it was more sus- it was once again susceptible to fire. Yeah. yeah, goblin buffs are gone. Yes, which, as we know, symbiotes never die. Yeah, they just don't. Um, so let's talk about uh, temporary carnage hosts, which include. John Jameson, son of J. Jonah Jameson. Ben Riley, the Scarlet Spider. Uh, the Silver Surfer. Whoa. Once had the symbiote suit. And perhaps my favorite, a motherfucking great white shark. <laughs> known as the Crimson Leviathan or the Red King of Darkness. Okay, that's metal as they shit. Fuck, I fucking love those. That is beautiful. I haven't read those because it's like it's part of that 
absolute carnage and it, it's it's after all of that yeah so i haven't read all of that but I, okay fuck me that sounds like such the it's like it's that, the coolest fucking that's, names. that's pretty badass all right. Um, next up, we're going to get into Venom's spawns. So anything that is technically related to Venom other than Carnage. We're going to... Obviously, we know who how Carnage is related. So we're going to start with uh, the first set of symbiotes that appeared uh, canonically, which were the Life Foundation symbiotes. Uh, during the miniseries Venom Lethal Protector... Venom was captured, and five seeds were extracted from him. And this was basically what the Venom movie is based off of. Yes, to an extent. Yeah, the beginning of it, kind of. Yeah. You actually see these symbiotes. The Life Foundation is Mm -hmm. the bad guys in the the movie, and you see these symbiotes. Yeah, uh, they tease a lot. Yeah. Um, the, The Life Foundation used these seeds to create five new symbiotes known as Agony, Phage, Riot, Lasher, and Scream. The five symbiotes were defeated by Venom and Spider-Man. Uh, Venom used a like they use the machine that they use to essentially like age the symbiotes up to maturity mm-hmm. in, in the series. Um, Venom used that same machine to just age the symbiotes to dust. Oh shit! And le- like kind of left their um, left the host just unconscious. That's kind of intense. Yeah. Um, it is later revealed that the Life Foundation was able to revitalize the symbiotes who just, they just wanted to use them as weapons, obviously. Yeah. Um, but the symbiotes and their hosts fled, seeking out help from Eddie Brock to learn to control themselves. Okay. Here's your chance to be a better daddy, Venom. Yeah. Which I think he was initially, he was like, oh, fuck you, I don't want anything to do with you. But then he kind of started to come around. Okay. Just like most dads. Yeah, right? (laughs) The symbiote host to Agony is later killed, and it seems that Eddie Brock is to blame. Evidence that Brock is the killer is furthered when the host of Phage dies in Brock's arms from a stab wound. But it is eventually revealed that Donna Diego, host of the Scream symbiote, was the one killing all of her team members. She believed that everyone with a symbiote was bad and they had to die. She also kills off the host for Riot and Lasher. So she's the only one left with a symbiote at that point. But logically, she should know that just killing the host doesn't do no. a whole lot to the symbiote. I, I don't I don't I think because because of the way those symbiotes were created, they don't really have that bond that bond where they talk to each other. Yeah. It's just it's more or less a weapon. Um so they don't she doesn't really know. She just she thinks I'll, I'll kill these people, we're done. But, Interesting. Um, so that okay, <laughs> they're uh, bad side effects from being lab grown, I guess. Yes. Um, Brock would eventually kill Diego after losing his own symbiote and going on a on that camp- holy campaign that we talked about earlier. He came back and killed her. The genocide. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So with their host dead, the Life Foundation symbiotes, excluding Scream bonded with a man named Scott Washington, who was a guard at the vault, the the superhero prison. Um, This new fused symbiote would be known as hybrid. Very aptly named. Yes. Scott Washington is also killed by Brock during his time killing symbiotes. The army uh, secured the hybrid symbiote and 
separated it back into four symbiotes. But the trauma of being separated from their host and then forcefully separated from each other, mm-hmm. the uh, they left the symbiotes in a weakened state. And um, basically, I mean, they're already kind of just like they're this, they're weaponized suits but mm-hmm. now they're literally just kind of like weapons or like enhancements to the hosts and so the army gives it to four new guys um and then the, they would become a team called mercury team and they're they don't make very many appearances they're kind of dumb okay like cool. one of the one of the symbiotes is just like attached to the guy's hand but it's in the shape of a dog and it's able to like like each one has its own like little Quirk? Yeah, so that one's like the tracker. And okay. then another guy can like see really far. So none of... The, ever, if, if any one of them individually were to go up against Venom, they'd lose every time. Yes. Because they're all just weaker, dumber. Yeah. I, I like mean, you said, basically, just kind of weapons. It is actually Carnage who kills them all. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think he does that during that, when he is taking over the town of Doverton, Colorado. Okay. They they are they are like called in to try to stop him and he kills them all. Okay. Come and get your cousin. Yeah. And I think he absorbs the symbiotes, if I remember correctly. Well, that's problematic. Yeah. All right. Uh next up we got Sleeper, who we mentioned earlier. Um, since the Life Foundation stole seeds from Venom, it had never uh actually truly spawned other than Other than um, Carnage. Carnage. So that was I, I wrote a complete lie there. <laughs> so I don't like writing things. You didn't have to say that. None of us had to know. Whatever. Um, so anyway, he uh, Venom birthed a new symbiote. Um, and when he did, he decided that he wanted to go against the instincts of the symbiotes. And he wanted to care for this new offspring. Mm-hmm. He wanted to nurture it and bring it up to be a, a hero. Uh, former Venom host Tel Carr showed up to demand Eddie Brock return to suit. The Venom suit willingly willingly went with Telcar in an effort to protect that new symbiote sleeper, which it it didn't have a name yet okay. at this point. Um, the, then that new the new symbiote bonded with Eddie Brock and dubbed itself Sleeper. So, so was this um, paternal instinct driven by the symbiote Venom, or was Eddie part of this decision as well? If I remember correctly, I think it was like a joint. So they were like, yeah, this is a good idea. Yes. Okay. So, okay. So, so event, the Venom symbiote leaving Eddie is like, all right, now here, here's some good training with, with Eddie. Yeah. I mean, kind of, no, it, it wasn't, I don't think it was thought out that way. It was just like, like the Venom suit was like, that thing has to be protected at all costs. Mm-hmm. It is the next generation. It's, it's going to be good. No matter what. Yeah. So it was like, I'll go, I'll go with this asshole. Just leave the kid alone. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you might be wondering why sleeper, you know what I'm kind of curious is why would they name it sleeper? It, the, the sleeper symbiote is capable of producing liquid and aerosol chemicals with a variety of effects, including, um, inducing various emotional states, tranquilizing targets, Psych- psychological manipulation and uh, it can actually secrete corrosive chemicals for offensive purposes. 
basically one of the first things it does is like puts people to sleep. Interesting. So sleeper. Chemical warfare. Right. It's pretty cool. It's got a really cool design. I think I sent it to you before. We'll have to probably we'll have to put it put it up on the social. Yes. It's one of my favorite uh designs of all the all of the symbiotes. Um okay, so now it's bonded with Brock and together they track down Telcar, retrieve the Venom suit, and then um, like we said, Sleeper bonded with Telcar, lobotomized him for what he had done, and then um fucked off to space. Okay. One of adventures. Yeah, it's understandable that he did that. Yeah. All right, up next we got Mania, which we mentioned earlier as well. That was the uh, Venom clone from mm-hmm. the shitty, shitty little series, terrible art. Um, during Flash Thompson's run as Venom, he became a high school gym teacher. One of his students, Andy Benton, was almost killed, and Flash gave her a portion of his suit just thinking here's a portion of the suit save the kid i'm pretty sure he needs parents to sign off on that (laughs) probably but it what it turns out is um in an earlier run i think it was that same one venom the true venom had absorbed that clone back Mm -hmm. into itself when he did this it the venom symbiote actually just kind of shit out the clone and it was like i don't really need this i guess oh and gave it to her which which did save her but um that created more problems. It created another another symbiote. Jesus Christ! Which, these fucking um, symbiotes, man. Flash t- then took her under his wing, taught her how to be a hero, all that stuff. Um, I mean, why are you a fucking gym teacher? <laughs> he he uh, he comes back. I don't know. I don't think I read that part. But he does. He comes back and he becomes a gym teacher. That'd be my question. Is like, so you've got this thing in you, and you're just like teaching us dodgeball. That's fun. That's kind of fun. <laughs> All right. Andy's time as Mania came to an end when previous Venom host Lee Price ambushed her and used the Sonic and used Sonic and wi- and fire weapons to separate her from the symbiote. This piece of shit's still alive. Yes, he he lived. I mean, he just went to prison, but he really, really wanted to be Venom again. God, I bet he did. And uh, so, so he took he took her symbiote and dubbed himself Maniac. Oh, that's clever. Yeah. Um, who, of course, was eventually eventually brought down by Spider-Man Agent Anti-Venom. We'll get to that in a minute. Oh, good lord. I'm starting uh, to hit the overload. <laughs> Venom and Black Cat. He was then sent to prison where Cletus Cassidy would eventually kill him and absorb his symbiote. Good. This is good. Well, I mean, bad for, like, people that Carnage kills, but... Yeah, but... Eh, whatever. He's a bad guy. Yeah, he's gonna kill people regardless. Bad guy on bad guy violence is fine. Yeah. I don't feel a lot of sympathy. So, I, I you, you said you got a little overloaded. I get it. We're going to talk about anti-Venom now. Okay. After Eddie Brock gave up the Venom symbiote, he decided to spend what little time he had left uh, helping the less fortunate. This is when he had cancer? Yes, he still has cancer at this point. Okay. I know, I know guys. But I know bef- it's confusing. But um, before his genocide. Before his genocide. Before got it. Before this kind of leads up to that. Okay. And I'm going to explain all of that. Pre-genocide. As, as best as I can. I okay. know it's a ton of information, but... I'm, I'm with you. The, the like, hey, here's five new symbiotes at once. That <laughs> one was... That that one, that was a little... That was a, that was a lot. Yeah. Well, Nothing you could do about it, though. This this is... Uh, 
40, 40 years of yeah. symbiote history. Yeah, that's fair. No, you're doing a good job. I'm with you right now. Okay. So, um, he, so he became a volunteer for a charity named Feast, which stands for Food, Emergency, Aid, Shelter, and Training. This charity is run by a, named man, uh, a man named Martin Lee, who just so happens to be a supervillain called Mr. Negative. Yes. So, are you going to talk about the game? Um, the uh, the Spider-Man game? Yeah. Because Feast no. is heavily featured in the game, and I thought they created Mr. Negative no, for no, the no, game. No, 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 yeah, no, Mr. Negative's been a villain for a long time. Okay, I don't remember where I read that. I thought they created him. No, no. Okay. All of that's true. All the uh, Feast, Martin Lee, Mr. Negative, uh, Aunt May working for them, mm-hmm. all of that is comic book accurate. Okay. So it's what else? What uh, the other thing that's uh, comic book accurate is the charity is a front for him and his gang, the Inner Demons, mm-hmm. who are like the big villains, uh, the big gang or whatever of, of Spider-Man, the the PS4 game. He is called Mister Negative due to the fact that when he transforms, his entire body looks like a photographic negative. Essentially, all the colors are inverted. One of his uh, and and one of his. Uh, I'm getting ahead of myself because I didn't read this. He looks cool. <laughs> Sorry, I, I didn't what, mean to go directly into the next sentence. What analysis <laughs> over here? Welcome you know, to the multiverse. You know I don't read these before <laughs> I go into it. This is why I don't like doing episodes. I usually let you do it. One of his abilities is he can heal like himself and things that he touches. He, can, he has the ability to heal. You know, I feel like you could do a lot of good with that one. A lot. The the two personalities for the longest time didn't know of each other. Okay. Martin Martin Lee's a good guy. Mr. Negative is the bad guy. Oh, okay. So we got a little bit of a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde going on. Yeah. There, I would love to do an episode on Mr. Negative. We absolutely should. Okay. I think he's an amazing villain. Um so at one point when in his like normal everyday persona as Martin Lee, he touches Eddie Brock on his shoulder. And his healing powers actually cleanse Brock of not only his cancer, but the last remnants of the Venom symbiote in his blood. By doing so, it didn't destroy the the remnants. It actually mutated them to become a brand new symbiote. Oh, God damn it. This new symbiote would appear the next time that Brock came in contact with another symbiote. It just so happened to be the Venom symbiote worn by Matt Gargan just days after Eddie was healed from his cancer. Okay. What good timing. Right. When Venom came into contact with Brock, it tried to rebond with him. Because anytime those two are in the same vicinity, Venom wants to get back to Eddie. Yeah, they're like, yas. Um, at this point, though, Brock was in the best place mentally that he had been since that fateful night that he became Venom. He had no interest in becoming Venom once more, so when Venom grabbed him, this new symbiote emerged to protect Brock. Its appearance is the inverse of Venom's. It's all white with some black striping. Ooh, I bet that looks sick. Have you never seen Anti-Venom? No, I don't think so. Um, You know the Violator from Spawn? Yeah. It's got like that real like wicked-looking jaw that's like extended and all the teeth yeah it's yeah okay anti-venom's pretty cool 
Um, oh, I lost my place again. Way to go, Junior. <laughs> uh, so okay, so yeah, it's it's white, black striving. Um, when it touches the Venom symbiote, that symbiote would like bubble and dissipate from the host. The new symbiote, this new symbiote, literally has the power to kill and remove symbiotes from their hosts. Oh Christ, that's intense. Mm-hmm. It it is it and it has it has the power to heal. It is it, essentially Martin transferred his ability to heal and create a symbiote that can like at, when it touches it can heal and any other symbiote is essentially like a, a like a virus cancer or whatever mm-hmm. what have you. And it kills it. Not immediately. It can't just like boop and it's dead. <laughs> it's got to like, it's got to like hold it for a while. Okay. But, okay. So due to all that and um, the fact that it is the, the inverse of venom, this, this new symbiote would be called anti-venom. <laughs> I hate writing, man. I'm not even going to edit all this out because I don't care. Like, I just, I truly hate writing. All right. Um, Let's see. So, yeah, with his ability to heal ailments, at one point he almost cleansed Spider-Man of his irradiated blood. Which is good if Spider-Man no longer no longer wanted to have powers. Yeah. So, he, you know, Spider-Man doesn't like that. So no. They, they, he ran away. Anti-Venom <laughs> is also unique. No, don't touch me! Yeah. Anti-Venom is also unique because it has no mind of its own. Oh, okay. This, this so symbiote. it's just Eddie? It's just Eddie. Oh, sweet. He's in complete control. Um, anyone wearing the suit is in complete control of it. Nice. It it doesn't talk to Eddie or, you know. So this is like the best possible suit. Yeah. But especially in a world of other symbiotes, too. Unless you're Eddie Brock. God Eddie, <laughs> you little bitch. Yeah. Um, He kind of, he kind of like... So Brock has always been a devout Catholic, mm-hmm. but when he gets healed, obviously he sees it as an act of God. Mm-hmm. He gets this new suit and thinks that he has now like been sent by God to heal people. And he, he kind of, this is where like the Holy Crusade thing, he kind of loses his shit a bit and thinks he's holier than he actually is. I'm going to say it one more time. Genocide. Yeah. But let's see. I'm getting ahead of myself. Brock would keep the suit and use it kind of on and off until an event called Spider Island, which featured the citizens of Manhattan uh, mysteriously gaining similar powers to Spider-Man. And um, for some, this meant being transformed in kind of like spider creatures. So obviously having an entire city suddenly filled with spider powered citizens, something had to be done. That's um that's a little problematic. Yeah. Um and as it turns out, Brock's anti-venom symbiote could heal any and every person that was infected. Oh, everyone line up to get booped. Basically. He was literally laying hands, like fixing people. So, um Brock is then captured by Agent Venom and delivered to Mr. Fantastic, who uses the symbiote to develop a cure. The symbiote is destroyed in the process. Um but later on would kind of be recreated. Okay. After Flash Thompson lost his symbiote and Andy Brock took it back, Flash kind of 
continue to search for it. He was able to track the symbiote using his connection to it. Like the, anybody that has a symbiote has remnants of the symbiote inside of them. That's okay. just how it goes. Um, and through that, he still kind of had a connection to the suit. He could feel it, but he didn't know where it was. He could like tell like I'm close, but I can't, he can't like pinpoint it. Okay. But, um, he eventually figured out that Eddie Brock had it and, uh, confronted him when um, Brock was visiting this lab where he had a doctor that was working on ways to help him keep the symbiote under control because he didn't want to lose control again. Yeah. After, um, kind of like after bonding with Brock again, the symbiote had gone back to wanting to kill people. And that's bad. That That's real bad. Yeah. Flash confronted Brock at this lab and tried to persuade the Venom symbiote to come back to him. And it was kind of like torn between the two of them. They're Flash and Eddie, total favorites. The One symbiote and two. was com- was caught in the middle of a per- of a divorce. Yeah, and it couldn't decide which one to go to, so they were both kind of like it was in the middle, and it was attached to both of them, and they were both like, "They're here, boy, here, oh, boy, no. come on," <laughs> no. you know. And it's it's just doesn't. It's like I, I poor Venom. <laughs> um. So while they're fighting over who's who's going to get it, um, Spider-Man shows up to help his old buddy Flash, who I think at this time he still didn't know had been Venom. Oh. Um, um, but that scientist that Brock had been talking to had developed this serum that ended up having the same effects that the anti-Venom suit had. It was kind of caustic to uh, to symbiotes, mm-hmm. which I think in small doses would, would have helped... Um, keep the suit under control. But um, the scientists had told Brock earlier that it was easier to create gallons of it rather than just a small sample. So there's these, these just huge vats of this thing <laughs> just hanging out. We're not scientists. We can't refute yeah. that. So Spider-Man looks at it and, and goes, that's the, um, it's but- like the anti-venom thing. And he's like, yeah. And he goes, got it. And he just <laughs> whole ass knocks it over. He's like, I'm done with this fucking venom symbiote. Knocks these this liquid onto both Flash and Eddie and the um, Venom symbiote, hoping to kill it, which it did not do. It didn't kill Venom. Jesus Christ. But it did mutate the remnants of the symbiote that were inside of Flash, doing the exact same thing that Martin Lee did. It transformed his remnants into a new anti-Venom suit. Son of a bit. That explains my Google search previously, because I found two different anti-Venoms. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he he essentially became a- agent anti venom. It looks exactly the same as his his agent venom suit, but white. Two more words in his super title, and that's too many. Yeah, I, I was like, don't go by, just go by anti venom. You don't need to be agent anti venom. Yeah, right. He's not even he's not even a fucking agent anymore at this point. Yeah, he is whole ass like on the run from the government. <laughs> yeah, you're you're the opposite of an yeah. agent. So, um. Like I said, it's a, it's basically the same exact suit, uh, and Flash uses it to help heal Spider-Man and his friends while they were battling Red Goblin. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, the thing about this suit is, the more that it's used, the it's it's kind of like you know how um, I think we talked about it in I know we talked about it in Vin- the Venom episode, and maybe another one. The more they expel, like. When they when Venom creates webbing, mm-hmm. that is made up from their substance. The more they do that, the weaker they are. The, the they kind of use themselves up. 
So the more that the venom symbiote or the anti-venom symbiote heals, it uses itself up. So um, due to that, Flash uh, Flash had had been helping so much, like healing Spider-Man, healing other characters who I'm not going to name because it's just going to confuse you. Um, he was exposed, like his he wasn't protected anymore, oh. and that was when Flash Thompson was killed by uh, by the Red Goblin. Okay, and um, the anti venom suit seemed to die alongside of him. So, I know, I know, <laughs> so much information. I tried to not make it confusing. It doesn't help that I babble. <laughs> <laughs> So let's move on. Carnage spawn. We got Toxin. Toxin is the first uh, spawn of Carnage. It is the 1,000th symbiote in its lineage. To the Clintar, the 1,000th spawn is considered to be the strongest and most dangerous symbiote. Of course. So Carnage, who definitely didn't want to be a parent, decided to try and kill it. Venom, on the other hand, wanted to nurture and raise the symbiote to be like him, who yeah. at this time was anti-hero. Okay. Um, and Venom is the one that named it Toxin after himself. Okay. And Venom, it's Toxin. After the symbiote was born, it bonded with a cop, a cop named Patrick Mulligan. Patrick was a really good guy. He's a, like I said, he's a cop. He's a good cop, not a bad cop. Um, Venom saw this bonding and figured Toxin would become a hero rather than a villain. So, sure. What? No, I'm contradicting myself again. I said Venom was a was an anti-hero. Yeah. So um, I was wrong. Cool. Because I'm an idiot. I'll, I'll say that. He was a bad guy at this time. I am so sorry. Okay. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> okay. Retcon here. Venom thought it wanted to be a villain like, like him. He saw it bonded with a cop. Figured this is going to be a good guy. I don't like that. Let's kill it. Okay. So it teams up with Carnage. They try to kill it. They're both defeated. Um, Patrick. Well, it's definitely going to become evil now. No, it it stays it stays bonded to oh, okay. to Patrick. He's a good guy for for a long time, not a long time, but for like a medium amount of time. Okay. Patrick Mulligan is eventually killed by Blackheart, who we mentioned earlier, who is the son of Demon Lord Mephisto. No, we're not getting into that. The toxin symbiote was taken and used to create symbiote clones to protect Blackheart. It would later be stolen by Agent Venom and a villain known as Jack Lantern. Um, Flash was being forced to do, do the dirty work of another villain named Crime Master. Crime Master then forced Eddie Brock to be bonded with the toxin symbiote against his will. Brock wore the suit for some time, once again becoming a good guy. Brock would later lose the Toxin symbiote during a fight with an elder god whose name I can't pronounce. C-H-T-H-O-N. C-H-T-H-T-H-O-N. John. Sure. (laughs) Moving on. Next we have Scorn. Scorn is an interesting symbiote. It is technically a cyborg. Uh, Remember earlier when I mentioned um, that guy that created prosthetics using the mm-hmm. carnage symbiote yeah so there was a doctor named tannis neves wonderful name tannis neves um she had her arm blasted off she got a prosthetic it would um 
then once Carnage was freed, it became kind of become alive, became alive, became a symbiote itself, and attached itself to her. There's a lot more to that, but let's just say that's the end of it. They bonded. Um, her powers include the usual symbiote powers, but she also has the ability to manipulate technology because it's part part robotics. Mm-hmm. Um. Any kind of machine she holds, she can absorb it, make it part of her person, which includes weapons. She also has the ability to speak with technology um, and kind of, I don't know, man. She can talk to technology. Okay. Scorn and Dr. Neves would eventually be killed by Cletus Cassidy during the Absolute Carnage event. All right. We're going to move through these really quickly. All right. Because they're all dumb. Okay. <laughs> These are all other symbiotes that I copied from Wikipedia. There was a T-Rex symbiote in the Old Man Logan storyline. Yep. There was a man named Mr. E. <laughs> Mr. E. <laughs> Not even going to get into that one. Nick looks so broke. He looks more broken than I am right at this point. A <laughs> uh, character named Dreadface. Who cares? Sure. There was Rune Venom. Um which was a leftover symbiote from the planet of the symbiote arc that bonded with a character named Rune and begins to frame Venom for murder of civilians. It's later defeated by Venom and absorbed. A character named Kroba. Uh, not interesting. There's the Neo symbiote. Uh, when Matt Gargan encountered another character named that took on the mantle of Scorpion, he was outraged due to her using the Scorpion name and attacked her. Well, you took another dude's name. Yeah, it's fine. Um, that character then used her stinger to somehow create a neo symbiote from Venom's webbing, and it proved to be harmful harmful to the Venom symbiote. Um, in the end, that symbiote died due to her body being too toxic to sustain it. I don't know anything about that 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 Scorpion character, so I don't know how much of that's true. Okay. A uh, character named Tarna, who was a female scroll, um, she was bonded to a purple symbiote. Uh, during uh, Flash Thompson's space time stuff. Not space time, his time <laughs> in space. A uh, character named Rays was spawned by Carnage and bonded with former FBI agent Claire Dixon as part of a ritual involving the Darkhold. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, that symbiote was eventually absorbed into the Toxin symbiote. character named Killer Thrill. Um, a woman bonded with a sadistic symbiote after purchase, purchasing it from a poacher. It's uh during that was during the X Men the X Men run. Okay. Uh, the only reason I mentioned that one is because her symbiote was was uh, taken over by what's called a poison, and um, uh, the poisons were essentially like symbiotes to the Clintar. Say that one sentence for me one more time, please. <laughs> Right? The poisons are symbiotes to the Clintar. Their whole goal is to bond with the Clintar so they can become more powerful. As as like a normal ass poison, they're weak as shit. But then they bond with a symbiote and they somehow become even stronger than the symbiote. I mean, the symbiotes are pretty strong. Yeah, I, do, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, 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 okay. That's one of those ones where I just went, I, this is too fucking much. This is too much. <laughs> so I wanted to blow. Okay, so we blew through all of those. Now let's get into Noel. Knoll. God of the symbiotes. Noel 
is the Eldritch God of Darkness. He is directly responsible for creating the symbiotes. He forged a sword called the called All Black the Necro Sword and used it to sever the head of a celestial. No, and I know, I know, this is all a lot of information. It's it happened. <laughs> Celestials are elder gods too. Um, this would be the first symbiote, and its forging set the lore for the symbiote's weaknesses. The hot coals used to heat the sword would create its aversion to fire. The hammering, as Null shaped it, has shaped the blade, would create the symbiote's weakness to sound. Interesting. Um, the sword would later end up in the hands of Gore the God Butcher, who will be the main antagonist in the upcoming movie Thor Love and Thunder. I'm so fucking ready. Me too. It's one of my favorite Thor runs. Gore is amazing. Gore is fantastic. He, he was able to defeat Null and take his sword. It's it's pretty impressive. Now, we're going to jump back a second and talk about the planet of the symbiotes again. Okay. The um, the symbiotes broke off from Null eventually. They they realized what a bad person, bad god he was, and went their separate ways. They created the planet of the symbiotes out of their own mass, and imprisoned Null at its center. This planet they would name Clintar, which in their language means prison. Oh. The symbiotes would adopt this name as their species name. All of that was a retcon <laughs> that Donny Cates did in his latest Venom run. That's the whole King in Black, all that shit. Mm-hmm. <sighs> That's that. <laughs> How much King in Black have you read, buddy? Not much. Okay. Okay. Last thing. Amalgam Comics. Oh my god, we don't... Okay. In the Amalgam Comics universe, which is DC and Marvel working together... Yeah. Thanos' side. Yes. The facility which created Spider-Boy, Spider-Man, and Superboy, they started experiments, experimenting on a substance which they got from an alien spaceship. Accidentally, they created a crystalline symbiote named... Bizarnage. <laughs> Bizarnage. Which is an amalgamation of Carnage and anti-Superman character Bizarro. We mentioned him in the Red Sun episode. I'm gonna I'm gonna lose it. It had the powers of Spider Boy and started attacking everyone until Spider Boy defeated it. I want to be drunk. <laughs> soon, buddy. Real soon. That's it. That's, That's it. it. That wraps up our symbiote series. I Spider Boy was the end for yes. Her. I know. I know how much information I've thrown at you, Junior. At you, the listener. I know a ton of it's confusing. I was confused. I was confused. You you listened to me stumble over my words. One day, one day we're gonna do this proper. We're gonna take these characters. We're gonna give them their own episodes. But for now, what we've given you should hold you over. If you are reading a comic and you come across one of these characters, you at least kind of know where they came from. That's all I can do for you. Spider-Boy has been added to the docket. Oh, gross. I don't even know. I don't even know how to get my hands on one of those comics. 
eBay. Be, oh, it's got got to be expensive. Oh, probably or really cheap. Could be one of the two. I feel yeah. like. I, uh, I I have nothing. Okay, so you asked me which is the best. Yeah, host. who's who's, who's the, the hostess the with the mostest? I think it's Flash Thompson. I would agree with you. I think Flash Thompson is my if favorite. if most is like who you can look up to. I think all like all categories. I I like Flash Thompson. I yeah. just do. I like him all all around. Everyone loves him. They made a whole another goddamn anti venom for him because they were like, <laughs> let's let's keep him going. Yeah. I, I that's all I got. I'm I'm drained. That was the worst one of the series. I hated doing the research for it i hated talking about it. you every time you sat down to write i got text messages from you when you're like i fucking hate this yeah i hate this job it was a horrible idea <laughs> you did this i know my original idea would have been better but we didn't have that kind of time to sit down and do a seven or eight part series yeah that would have been a lot okay let's let's wrap this up get out of here um thank you for listening from whatever corner of the multiverse that you reside in make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you get the new episodes as soon as they drop if you're able to please leave us a review um you can find us on twitter and instagram at wttm pod uh if you have a character or storyline that you're interested in and would like us to cover uh or if you have comments uh suggestions concerns Email us at wttmpod at gmail.com. Um, next up for us on Welcome to the Multiverse is our Spooktober series, if we're calling it that. Where, <laughs> where will you be discussing some of Marvel and DC's spookiest characters? I'm so excited. I'm about halfway done with my work. So, yeah, I'm excited to not have to do an episode for a while. You got Marvel Zombies. At the end. Yeah. At the end of October. <laughs> So up next we got Ghost Rider. Yeah, we do. Oh my god. This this is my second most researched episode. I did almost the same amount of research for that as I did for Green Lantern, and it's all in one fucking episode. Maybe. Maybe. Depending on the runtime, we might have to split it. But we won't If we if we split it into two episodes, we will we will release them at the same time, but we're not going to release a 3-hour long episode. Yeah, we made you a promise for a character every Friday. Just because Junior got extra yeah. does not mean that we're going to punish you for it. No, yeah. You listen to it at your, on your own time. You don't have to sit down and listen to a three-hour-long episode. So we'll see how that one goes. I'm ready. All right, buddy. Let's get out of here. Let's go get drunk. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.